Drummer Jim Newsom with Urban Tech Talk on the radio. I'm your co-host Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and hello, Jim. How are you today? I'm doing fine, Jackie. How are you enjoying yourself this evening? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So, has it been a great week? Oh, I'm walking on air. So many good things have been happening here on the West Coast. I tell you, we're going to beat you guys out in Philly for the first Urban Tech Fair. I had a uh, a positive conversation with uh, Ernie Singleton, uh, the uh, past uh, president of uh, RCA Records, and he's now uh, uh, looking to uh, support us and uh, uh, lend his uh, his ear. So uh, a lot of good things are happening over here. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I know you guys have beat us out in Philadelphia, but that's okay. When we have Philly, it's going to be a great one. We're taking our time and we're getting it done right. So we'll be coming well, in 2014 amazing. strong. <laughs> it's amazing the way the uh, cities are coming together. I've seen the uh, 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 communication uh, last week from the... Uh, uh, D.C. leaders uh, signing in for D.C. Yes, yes, Washington, yes. DC. Yes, yes. So yeah. we've got uh, uh, 10 strong cities, Atlanta, Las Vegas, Seattle, uh, with Dina up there. And we really are, are talking about uh, uh, a movement here. I had always tried to uh, limit the concept in terms of what was practical from uh, our perspective of a 30-day event with access, education, and commerce. But it's everybody that we talk to, uh, whether we're talking about your state senator up there in Pennsylvania or uh, whether we're talking about a city councilman down here in Los Angeles, they all see the vision. Nobody said, no, it's a, it's a movement, it's a consciousness, it's a time in uh, and, and, and history. As, as we go through this revolutionary change in the next 10 years, it, life will be totally different from the way it looks today as the way most of us conceive of it. Yes. Well, talk, speaking of changing, uniting together in a movement, we just segues us right into our topic and special guest for today. We're talking about Unite for, for Action. And... Um, 
Jason Moore, he's the founder and chairman of Unite for Action, and he'll come tell us a little bit more about it, but just the, the name says a lot. Instead of uniting for change, and this is something unite for action. You know, it's time that we do things together, but of course, it's time that we come together. And and um, as you stated, you know, I think it's more than a time that has come, and that's probably why the urban tech fair is being so well received. And we're going to bring Mr. Jason Moore has been on the line. He was there when I got in the studio. <laughs> so, and we're going to bring him on. But we do want to state that he's also one of the newest members of the Urban Tech Fair. And I think Jason is in the D.C. area. And also he's serving on the Art and Tech Committee. So, um, hello, Jason Moore. Hi, how you doing, Jackie and Jim? Nice to be here. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank, thank you for having me. I'm honored. Well, this is what the Urban Tech Fair is about. We say discover Silicon Valley in your own backyard. There are so many organizations such as you hardworking people out there in the trenches in every city I visit uh, doing wonderful things with little or no uh, resources. So we're saying to people that all the strategies and support that you need to be successful exist around you. And uh, we'd like to showcase organizations like uh, United for Action, uh, as you say, to at least let people know they have alternatives. Exactly. Well, if if you would, I could go ahead and let you know a little bit about United for Action. Well, before uh, yeah. you do that, Jason, before you talk about Unite for Action, it just helps our guests and helps us to align because we're people first. So the world wants to know, who is Jason Moore? And uh, share with us your tech passion. Okay, well, great. Well, I have 13 years of experience in the technology field. I started out as a uh, programmer for Kraft Foods out of, Chicago, out of the Chicagoland area. And then I did that for about uh, about six years, and then I finally made my way back to D.C. area back in the 2007 year. Uh, I worked for what's now called Oracle ATG as an application specialist, and then I moved on from there. I went, I kind of segued into the online marketing, digital marketing uh, phase of it, and that's really where my my uh, heart and desire was in the technical realm. It's still technical, but not as technical as a programmer. Mm-hmm. So I had done that. I had done that for a couple of years, and then I got into uh, consulting in the e-commerce, online digital, uh, SEO realm. Okay. And so, are you originally from the um, Chicago area? No, I am from the Midwest. Um, I'm originally from Dayton, Ohio. Yo, all right. But I, was, but I was born in Berkeley, California, so I've been all over. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm just amazed because I was talking earlier about the uh, the rate of change that's going on right now in our society. And as we know, in, in tech terms, it's like uh, tech years are like uh, dog years. Every one year is like six years as you go through all the different uh, uh, projects and, and uh, programs that you worked on. Uh, you know, you, uh, you must be kind of one of the old men of the net. 
Yes, I mean, it's tremendous. I mean, technology changes so rapidly, it's really hard to keep up with it. You have to constantly, uh, you know, dive into the books, get your certifications, and stay on top of things if you're really going to excel in the tech field. That's great. And uh, uh, Jackie was, was telling me about uh, you're out of the D.C. area, your organization. Yes, Yes, I am. I'm actually about 30 miles from D.C. I'm in the Waldorf area. Great. The Waldorf, great. Maryland area. So, it's uh, great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, this show is, is about you. As we say, we like to showcase these organizations and 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 and, and uh, well, professionals and, and volunteers and people like yourself that are actively out there. That's what the Urban Tech Fair is about. So tell us now uh, a little bit about United for Action. Okay. Well, that would be my pleasure. Um, Unite for Action, or UFA, is an organization that was created to address issues that negatively affect African Americans from an economic perspective. Unite for Action believes that whoever controls a group's resources controls the people. So we also want to promote economic self-empowerment by practicing group economics and entrepreneurship as laid out in Dr. Claude Anderson's book, Poweronomics. So um, how do you, you know, how do you go about um, your mission? Well, and oh, maybe give our re... Um, I'm sorry, Jason, but maybe give our listeners a little bit of background on Poweronomics. I know it, and you know it, right, Jim? Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, but just maybe give our um, listeners who may not know it a little background on Poweronomics. Okay, well, Poweronomics was written back in 2001, I believe, but it's a follow-up from the first book in the series called Black Labor, White Wealth. And I read that back in back in college, so that kind of gives away my age a little bit. <laughs> um, it's a wonderful, Paranomics is a wonderful book. It's basically a national plan to empower black America. It can be considered uh, by some as a black agenda if that's what we want it to be, become. Um, the Harvest Institute, which is a black think tank that was started by Dr. Claude Anderson, is fully championing Pyronomics as the best way for, to empower black America. So Pyronomics is basically laid out and it, it's a pretty it's a pretty thick book. It's it's around three hundred or so pages and it really details out from the the beginnings of the economics issues all the way throughout religious issues and how Pyronomics plays out with those religious issues. Yeah, so um, also if you, just to share with our listeners, if you go to YouTube, you can Google Paranomics Dr. Claude Anderson, and you'll hear him speaking on it. But it is it's a very strategic plan, um, you know, for black America, to, you know, to sp prosper as a group. And, um, you know, it, it's to the point, it's detailed, and it goes from, you know, community, you know, identifying ourselves and relating to one another as community and having responsibility for one another's vertical paradigms, you know, um, all aspects of life, um, 
and economic development. So, um, so how did I mean? How did you come about? You know, Unite for Change. I mean, you're this great tech, you know, tech person, programmer, you're this great technologist. Um, you know, what moved you to start um, Unite for Action? And um, well, I mean, did you feel there was a void, you know, missing in the community? Well, Jackie, yes, I definitely felt there was a void in the community. Um, I've, I've been active in the community in, in several, at several, in several aspects over the years. So I've done public speaking engagements, I've done community service, but I wanted to do more. And I thought, uh, well, why not use my talents and technology to help bring people together for a common cause that that will benefit the black community specifically? And I woke up. It's sort of like a uh, uh, aha moment. In the, in the early morning, about 3 a.m. one morning, maybe it was God talking to me. I don't know. But I came up with the idea one morning, and I, and I said, I'm really going to do this. And I just really began thinking step by step how I was going to go about uh, bringing the organization into fruition. Great. So who are some yeah, of your yeah, partners? What, what was the, uh, the, the time frame, uh, if you don't mind, my asking real quick. Well, we're always we're always talking about startups and we're always talking about entrepreneurship. And again, this is what we want to do is, is show people examples that it can happen. You can wake up in the middle of the night with an idea or uh, a vision that God has placed on you, and then make it come to you a uh, fruition. Uh, so, what would be the the time frame? Because uh, the year that you guys have uh, been organizing. Well, the first, uh, really, I mean, I, I launched the site last month, early to mid last month, and the first step was really figuring out how I wanted the organization to run. So there are volunteer opportunities, there are membership opportunities, and there are leadership opportunities. And right now we have our leadership pretty much in place except for one small position that we're still we're still looking for, but we've identified an, event, an individual for that role. Uh, we've got some volunteers, and we're we're really heavily looking for uh, members because the membership, the members do, I would say, the majority of the the core work that's about our mission. Okay. So, so we're 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 basically up and running, um, and we're seeking volunteers and members uh, to help grow our organization. Great. And uh, uh, what advice uh, would you have to others that would want to start an organization or uh, 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 a company uh, uh, based on technology from what you've experienced? What advice would I have for a company starting out? To, to somebody who's trying to follow your path, uh, to some young brother uh, that's thinking be, be that you know, you'd like it. to create it. It's got to be something that you're passionate about, something that you're willing to do for either a little while or a, or a long while for free because you don't know where your next dollar is going to come from. You don't know if you're going to be bootstrapping it for many years or you know, or just a little bit of time. There's a lot of unknowns. So it's got to be your passion if you really want to succeed. Amen <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. And um, 
So, um, who are some of your partners? Some of my partners are, of course, the Harvest Institute, which is a black think tank organization uh, started by Dr. Claude Anderson. Uh, the Urban Tech Fair, of course, and uh, I'm very happy about that partnership. Uh, Billionaire Dreams, which is was started by a Howard University student. It is um, an organization that promotes entrepreneurship to youth who wish to really make it big in the entrepreneurial field. And then, of course, uh, last but not least, is... Uh, Art by Adam Guichard, which is a, a, a buddy of mine from Howard University. That's fantastic. Uh, look at the resources that you found just to your uh, uh, your network of uh, uh, family and schoolmates and, and business associates that you're able to gather that uh, that type of group or uh, uh, powerful committee together in terms of the, the brands and the names that you're bringing to the table? Um, Sorry, correctly. Uh, basically, the the organizations that I that I target are organizations where our mission is in line with what they're doing, and. Uh, Sometimes we share resources or ideas at the same time, so that's really the strategy around the selection of those particular entities. Yes, you know, uh, one of our philosophies, uh, our strategies with the Urban Tech Fair, uh, which we try to promote is, is collaboration and networking. Uh, you know, social media was built on the, uh, uh, the concept of, of, of sharing, you know yeah. uh, what, what what they call uh, uh, user generated uh, content, and as Jackie tell you, as I often say, if uh, uh, social networking uh, uh, is about user generated content sharing, then the uh, Urban Tech Fair is about uh, user generated action in terms of getting people out and getting people involved and demonstrating. Uh, that you know we can make a difference. We can make a change if we collaborate, network, and share. That that's just definitely, um, you know, that's the phenomenon we're seeing. So, um, what is like one of your first missions, objectives, or goals for? Um, okay. Well, we actually have several issues that we're addressing. And we have specific committees that that really go into the action part of, you know, the equation. Um, yeah. The first is channeling African-American resources to companies and organizations that support the black community. The second is building strong African-American communities that influence the economy. The third is support institutions dedicated to properly educating African-American children for success. The next is driving financial support to African-American businesses that support one another. The next is countering negative stereotypes of African-Americans. And the last is helping to change unjust laws that adversely affect the African-American community. All right. Well, that that is definitely a, a great undertaking. 
and um and what and I something we wholeheartedly support. Uh, definitely. And lift up each one of those uh, 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 steps, goals. Yeah. And what I like is that you, you know, you're, you're willing to partner. You're not really attempting to reinvent the wheel. You That's know. right. Uh, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. We want to partner and utilize, net, you know, networks and resources that are already out there and not, you know, re- reinvent the wheel do additional work, and that's actually a, a technology uh, tactic. You know, when you're when you're programming, a lot of times you don't want to, you know, recreate some type of code. You go out and look for, you know, maybe samples that have already been done, and you kind of mm-hmm. weave that into your creation. So it's, it's kind of related to what I've always done in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Innovate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Technology is about innovation and, and, and like you said, uh, just putting your own spin on it. Exactly. Now, Jason, do you know about the Around the Way app? Around the Way app? No, I haven't heard of that one. Oh, okay. Well, you know, two resources. We do want to give you the Around the Way app, and we'll share that online. Um, first, just want to share um, verbally if you want to learn more about Unite for Action, just visit www.uniteforaction.org. You can go online right now, take advantage of Internet Radio, and go to www.uniteforaction.org. Um, in the Around the Way app, that is an app that's to develop the co-founder is Eric Hamilton, who's also a member of the Urban Tech Fair, um, and he's out of New York, but he co-founded it. But it's an app basically to identify black businesses wherever you are. So, right. yeah, you just put in the zip code where you are, what you're looking for, and it'll give you, you know, starting, I guess, from a three-mile radius on out, or I'm not sure how, you know, how close it starts, but it moves. It's uh, gps based. Mhm. And um so it's it's uh it's a matter I think of, of basically the city and then you come in. So it's a, yeah, literally around the way app app dot com. It's Android and um iPhone. Um and businesses can register for free. So okay. they can just go on it and, and list themselves. So basic listing is free. Yeah. Yes. And then um, I don't know if you got the opportunity to visit at on the website all of our partners, but one of them is Azania Market Deals, which is another um, good resource for black businesses. They can get featured there free, um, one-on-one coaching. But, um, it, you know, it's it's a great way to test a new product, something you have out. It's a niche market, so people that specialize in, um, you know, black, you um, first collectibles, you know, special, if it's dolls, you know, it could be makeup, whatever. But if you specialize in targeting the African-American market and have special things, you know, cultural-based items, 
it's a great place to go test the product, and you can offer it for a special. Just like, you know, Groupon, um, it's a little bit more comprehensive program, but it is the same type of deal program, and it's free for businesses to be listed. And, of course, it's free for consumers to join just to find out, you know, new different things that are available. Yeah, and that's Azania Market. So, and we just shared it this um, here at the Urban Tech Fair one because it's information you could use, but also for our audience to just see the value. If you can imagine just with this little conversation, how we're adding value to one another when an Urban Tech Fair actually comes to your town. And it's presented for 30 days. And what it took to get to this 30-day presentation, the collaboration and demonstration of what's existing right around you, um, you would just be surprised what's right near you, less than six degrees, probably one degree separation sometime. <laughs> and <laughs> and um and when you realize what resources you have and you have creative minds, then, you know, the possibilities are endless. And so, um, you know, that is just a sampling of what, you know, an urban tech fair does because it just brings us our resources together. And we literally come together to solve problems, you know, in our communities. That's why our partnerships with Unite for Action is so great. Because we, Jim, would you say about 90%, um, especially of the city leaders and many of the people involved in the urban tech fair are community activists? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, I mean, we're all old school. Uh, uh, most of the people that I know that have, have, have stepped up to the plate have like uh, uh, 20 and 30 years' experience. Uh, in not only the uh, community but technology as well. I know uh, James Hines uh, was uh, nominated as one of the most uh, influential blacks in media uh, back in, uh, I think it was like uh, 2001 or 2000. So, you know, mm-hmm. we've, we've got some heavyweights on board. Uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Michael Beatty, uh, who's on the California uh, team, here, the California team uh, that they're putting together here in Los Angeles. He was one of the first uh, black ISPs, black-owned ISPs in the nation, and he still is providing DSL uh, as well as uh, uh, secondary uh, educational products. Uh, You know, we can go down the list of, of all the fantastic people that have picked up the mantle and uh, uh, agree with us, such as uh, our brother here, that it's time that we as a community uh, change for ourselves, do for ourselves, and we have the power, we have the resources, we have the capital, we have the the, the brain, uh, knowledge. It's just a matter of collectively coming together and sharing and doing. I think that's why it's called the Unity for Action. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unite for action. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, um, one of Jim's saying is social, um, he says, um, at the Urban Tech Fair, we're about user-generated activity, <laughs> not just content, user-generated activity. But also, we have Dr. Claude Anderson, you know, as part of our 30-day, um, and we're organizing, and I guess soon, hopefully within the next 30, 60 days, we'll actually be contacting him, but we do have him to present to um during the 30-day cycle, we do have him as a definite um, keynote speaker to talk about um, economic development. And so, um, because he's definitely, you know, an authority about, you know, strategic community community development. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, I think when we have all of these great minds together, you know, the better the strategy, you know, the better for us. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so. I've got a, uh, a question for our guest. Uh, seeing that uh, he's involved in uh, economics and uh, uh, the technology and the startup uh, entrepreneurial uh, field, he's seen some companies come and grow out of nowhere. Uh, what is his opinion or our our statement position on crowdfunding? You know, we're, we're talking about bringing crowdfunding uh, to our community as a way of economic empowerment as part of our access access to funding. Well, I think uh, crowdfunding is a wonderful platform for raising funds. Um, I think it'll be successful because I've I've had my hand in crowdfunding from a uh, a previous startup project, and what really will make it work is if people actively promote their particular um, listing on the website rather than rely on just traffic that the site generates. That's the only way it's truly going to really work if people kind of know how to you know market and advertise their particular listing on, you know, whatever platform that you choose to go with. Well, you know, what we're talking about with the Urban Tech Fair is we're going to create a, a, a new uh, platform that is uh, basically a, a person from the community is community-funded, and a person from the community comes on and shares who they are, what they need, and what they're willing to do uh, for the community in return. So, uh, instead of there being these high interest rates, uh, let's say they needed five hundred dollars to fix a car or a thousand dollars to uh, uh, get a bigger stove for the restaurant, uh, then they could come to the community and then in return for community service volunteerism, what they call oh. uh, uh, time time dollars. Uh, oh. You know, they they pay the hard cash back, but they pay the interest in time dollars. So. We create a uh, revolving uh, uh, source of uh, volunteers and boots on the ground and actual people uh, in our community, reading to our kids, working out, cleaning our streets, doing whatever we feel as a community uh, uh, would be a service, as well as a, a reoccurring source of income for the community to go to uh, versus the payday loans or high interest auto loans. Wow, okay. that, that sounds like a very good concept and, you know, a way of intertwining it into an ecosystem. So I 
sounds like a, a, a win to me. But this is what we're saying is there's so many wins for our community uh, when we talk about uh, uh, social entrepreneurship, uh, you know, uh, uh, getting paid to do good, uh, uh, doing things in the community that are about business but generate an overall uh, uh, positive uh, uh, return for the community as a whole. Uh, because if you put a new business on a, uh, on a hippie block and it's successful, then it'll draw other businesses to it like a magnet and foot traffic. FIR our, our access, our Wi-Fi clouds are going to be based on uh, business quarters because it's about commerce, about bringing people out and back into the streets. But I can get on my soapbox and show us about you. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I get on the road, you have to forgive me. Yeah, well, but still, um, that's great, Jim. I'm glad. I, I, this is the first time I've heard this much detail on on the crowdfunding mechanism, but I know well, it's, it's why, been something developing. Asked, yeah, this is why I asked the question, because there's so many different aspects or uh, uh, versions or ways that you can come at this. We've talked about uh, something where, where people, we try to get uh, uh, 10,000 people to pay $10 a month to a fund that will begin to buy up all the uh, uh, property in these uh, depth, uh, 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 broken down areas such as Detroit or uh, West Las Vegas that are all boarded up and shuttered up and we begin to buy the, the property and use it as a security uh, uh, versus putting in uh, uh, new businesses like Business accelerators and and uh, uh, shelters and, and 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 training centers and and uh, co-working facilities. You know, a co-working facility is just a big room. Mm-hmm. If you if you Google co-working, you'll see that it is a billion-dollar industry going across the country in less than the last ten years as a popular fad. And essentially, they don't even rent desks. Uh, you know, they, they, all you have to bring your own computer, everything. It's just a place for people that are creative and innovative and, and want to create a new business or develop a new idea can come work on it together and collaborate. So if we can create those type of centers that would generate oh, yeah. that type of uh, creativity in our own community, we can have a whole new source of uh, of revenue based on what I like to call products of the mind. You know, those things oh, yeah. that you can conceive in your imagination and then uh, uh, materialize through technology vis-a-vis uh, e-books, uh, transmedia, uh, mobile apps, video games. This is going to be the commerce of the future. And I think that we can package and sell and begin to generate a whole new system of import and export and into the black community because we are the key to the uh, some of the major markets, uh, consumer markets as well as, as, as emerging markets on the planet. Definitely, and um, now also what you know, I think what's important is unite for change on the, um, working on the foundation from the paranomics is that we take all of this, but we have to make sure that in the process we're moving vertical from, you know, idea through retail consumption 
with ownership within our own communities. Because sometimes we have a tendency to move horizontal. We get the Annie Oakley syndrome. Anything you can do, I can do better. And we find ourselves on this horizontal, you know, plane. And um, we have to, so when we take these things, and that's why, you know, the collective is so important because everyone can bring something different. But if we take all of this and look in the format, and just look in the format of moving vertical um, with that, and so that we become the own gatekeepers to our, you know, technology, intellect, you know, we become our gatekeepers, we can, you know, produce more success economically. Exactly. Or, well, you know, you know as, as we said many times before, there's five companies that control uh, 95% of everything that you see, hear, or read. Uh, there's just five mega companies that decide who's on first, who's on second, who gets on the Tonight Show, and who gets on the uh, the, the cover of uh, uh, the latest magazine. And what we're, we're, by using technology as a disruptive force to create our own uh, uh, audio and, 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 and communication network, vis-a-vis the Wi-Fi clouds where we have our own radio stations so that the independent artists, the community artists, the local artists can get exposure to a wide network of people. Uh, so we'll begin to promote different uh, uh, genres such as spoken word, which is coming out with, you know, positive, proactive uh, a message to our youth. Uh, we can begin to, you know, uh, develop new types of arts uh, through technology, as I've said many times, you know, what we can do as a community would be unbelievable. We would uh, essentially take over and redevelop it if technology can be curing uh, uh, ending poverty in villages in Africa and, and the third world. Why can't technology be lifting us up here in the first? Mm-hmm. So, what's your input, Jason? I wholeheartedly agree, and it, and it really, it all really takes, as far as learning and technology, it just takes a starting point. For me, it was, you know, learning HTML, something as basic as that. So, you can learn, like, a, you know, one small piece of technology and kind of branch off from there, that'll pique your interest, but there's so many different ways to enter into the technology field. It doesn't necessarily have to be programming, but it can be, um, you know, like wiring things up or working on hardware, so on and so forth. Uh, so there's certifications for A, uh, A-plus certification for networking, and then um, there's different Microsoft uh, type of, um, of certifications that you can get if that's the route you want to go. For credentials, but well, now, so I, now, 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 Jason, my brother, I agree with what you're saying in terms of the credentials on the level where you could qualify for, you know, uh, an average of a hundred, a hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year salary when you walk in the door with those type of credentials. Uh, but I'm saying, uh, what I'm hoping you agree with is that even on the uh, 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 the street level, we have a, a brilliant entrepreneurial base of people that could take an idea 
and market it and build from there, whether they uh, have the coding knowledge or the uh, uh, math knowledge, but they know uh, good common sense. Uh, I was talking with a, a record executive the other day about how, uh, you know, these kids have uh, quit selling crack on the corner, and now they sell uh, bootleg DVDs on every corner. And they've, they've, they found that that's more uh, profitable than drugs. So if we can convince uh, or show them how they could take that skill and turn it into original content or innovative content that they can now market and sell. Illegal content that won't get them with crazy fines and locked up because that's a hot market. You will get locked up for doing the bootlegging as well. But if you sell it. If you're selling a, a, a origin, original uh, uh, content, licensed content, if you, if you have an agreement, just like Redbox and all the rest of them have agreement, uh, if you're, you're based in an association, it's a, it's a business. It's the reason most of them get arrested is because they don't want to go above ground in terms of tax base and registering and everything. But you can always buy a seller's permission. We all know that. It's just that the content, is the original content, is, is what we're talking about as a distribution chain. Uh, and, and that's not to say that I'm full of uh, piracy. I'm just saying as a distribution chain, if we are an entrepreneurial, uh, ground-based economy that's worth trillions of dollars, yeah, I mean, you you know, I think we're just speaking to, again, the, the talent and resources that exist. And I don't know if you ever heard this, Jason, but if you get a chance, Google. Um, i provide a link a little bit later. But if you Google Basic Economics, it's by Tommy Bottoms. It was one of the most popular videos on um, Deaf Poetry Jam. And that was several years ago. Um but um, like Tommy says, it's a spoken word piece it's called Basic Economics, but he literally has broken down economics. You know, one of the pe- people said who um, in their comments, I went to college for economics, and this man broke down the whole thing in three minutes. And, it, you know, he makes it raw and real. On Freakonomics, they got blogs where they're trying to, break down the street vernacular, but he said if you can flip an ounce into a key, then there's no way, no reason why you can't hustle this down Jones Industrial. And, um, yeah, so he said, you know, um, keep, don't stop hustling, just change the game. You know, so, you know, he just, you know, talks about, you know, he said, because if you do the other way, they're going to come and get the, the piece, the platinum piece, this and this and this and that. But if you hustle the other way, you get to keep and, and to grow. And so. Um, that's where, I just want to say that's where the access comes into play. You know, if people have access to those types of technologies and the knowledge then I'm sure that there will be plenty of opportunities for them to, you know, channel their energies into the more positive things instead. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, and uh, I definitely agree. I think access and um, awareness, you know, I think that's one of, like, one of the Things I mentioned, um, heard you mention one of the tenets for your organization is about the negative imaging 
um I started a movement um a um it just came about, but we always knew that was an issue um but I started with the master grill project where we're here part of master grill radio. And the objective is to create a viable industry for spoken word. But why spoken word? Um, other than a lot of spoken word artists had helped, you know, helped me out. And I, I love art. I just love art. But, you know, spoken word artists to me, modern day spoken word artists is, you know, our closest thing to griots. They're very historical based you know, um, socially conscious, but they know the culture, they know the history, and through a lot, you can learn a lot through what they spit. And um, so um, there's this one, you know, they carry the um, the living legacy of an entire generation, you know, of a people from generation to generation through the, you know, oral tradition. But you know, if we are speaking in such a way that we're teaching culture, history, lessons, um, mathematics, economics, if you, um, we know the impression that the media has. So if we impress upon, we can raise um, our young and old people, we can literally raise up nations by helping building, you know, effective and strategic thinking frames and creative thinking frames through um, art and media, you know. So we just have to, and, and this is where technology comes into play, we don't have to wait and go through, as Jim said, you know, big business, big media, you know. I don't, in order for me to market my product and get it to the everyday person, people that need to hear it, I don't have to hope somebody signs me to a record label. Right. You know, while we, you know, while but we do need to be strategic. You know, we do need to be strategic and purpose to make sure that our people hear it. But, you know, from the Master Grill well, Project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, as Jason was saying, if we have our own network uh, vis-a-vis the Wi-Fi cloud, if you're not selling to nobody but electronically the neighbors in, uh, next door, you know, every uh, uh, neighborhood has a, a, a star basketball player, a star singer, a star poet, a star musician, or whatever. You know, every, every community has their own star. And if you become able to access the market and sell your goods electronically just to your neighbors, mm-hmm. it'll generate a whole new source of revenue for our communities. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, There's not just like the... Re- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Jason. I was going to say, yeah, maybe it could be like a peer-to-peer network or something like that. Who knows? Yeah, well, that's part of the art and tech um, team's job <laughs> as far as it comes to as far as the arts, you know, because we're bringing the, um, from the Master Grill Project, we moved into the Value Tour, what we call the BBS Value Tour Rewind Out Loud, which Jim and I are you know, something I, you know, began, but Jim was part of it. And when Jim said he was going to do his, sure, we'll help. And so, you know, we said, well, let's help the Urban Tech Fair. We got our people together and we come behind the Urban Tech Fair. So that's like how much community and we just found there's so much more value to move this way. But, um. It's like, uh, if, I, if I just say this, it's 
it's like with uh, uh, United, your organization, uh, uh, United for for Action. It's mm-hmm. not about competition. It's about collaboration. It's exactly. about rewind, rewind out loud. Has the same uh, uh, mission of community empowerment through the arts. Even though mine is through technology, uh, we laughed and joked about uh, and on um, previous shows about. Instead of a ST uh, science technology STEM, instead of STEM, STEM make it STEAM, uh, science, mm-hmm. technology, engineering, art, and math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah, arts is an integral um, part. And one thing Jason brought up, and um, I think the art and tech group, he talked about, um, you know, how he uses creativity, but. I think just by um, understanding art and the creative process will make us much better innovators when it comes to technology. You know, we, you know, we do want to do those things. We don't just want to, oh, because so-and-so did it, then we just do do keep doing the same thing. We need those innovators and those creative thinkers in, in all aspects. So, um you know, I think art is. That post I did uh, a couple of weeks ago, Jackie, about the study that showed uh, uh, playing video games inc- increased uh, math skills for uh, women, little girls. No, no. Yeah, I did a post uh, last week. They did a study. It's up in our uh, Facebook Foundation group. Go back about uh, three, four days. Um, I put it up there again. But uh, yeah, they said that. Uh, that he said that uh, the uh, playing video games at a young age uh, improves his uh, cerebral uh, a cortex or some type of uh, uh, part of the brain that helps you understand uh, math and conceptual concepts and stuff better and easier, like learning a language. Okay. So that's, how I got that's how I got into the technical field. I love video games growing up. And originally, I wanted to be a video video game uh, maker or producer. Um, haven't really reached that goal yet. I'm not even sure if I'm still interested in it, but that's how I got you know originally into the medical field. Yeah, I think gamification I like is something really important in um, like teaching what, uh, the concepts. I was about to say I like what Jason said earlier about if he just learned one skill, he got started, uh, he wanted to be a game maker, and he got started by learning HTML5, uh, if, I, mm-hmm. if I remember him saying that earlier, and that one skill where it, where it can lead you, uh, you know, and that's what we say that, you know, whether you're talking about Ruby, whether you're talking about uh, 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 CSS, uh, you know, they have free tutorials online, on all those different uh, uh, codes and platforms that allow you to do a, a you know a multitude of different uh, creative things uh, uh, for free online right now. Yeah. And also, Jason, I'd like to challenge you. Um, as they said, Ruth came for such a time as this, and I'm giving it to you because. Um, Honestly, Jim, you started to say, oh, you can create a game yourself. And I'm like, I don't want to put nothing else in my head. I actually learned programming way back in high school, uh, but I didn't take it in college, which I should have. 
And every no matter what situation, I'm always thrown into tech. I even got to one job where they say, well, if you need software issues, IT told everybody to come to me. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not part of IT. But And I always kept saying I didn't want it. Jill's like, you can do it. Yeah, Jackie, just go here. You can learn it for yourself. I'm like, no, I'm really going to Jim to give me a source where so I can get somebody to do it for me. And you always sent me to how I could do it for myself. So I've actually given up the ghost and say I'm going back to learning coding and developing where I can do that, those things. But I think it's really important. And, like, right now we may be on the same level as understanding, you know, economic development, vertical paradigms and all. But I find um, a lot of time people struggle with being able to visualize certain unknown concepts because we don't, you know, generally we don't live in that world. We're all consumers. So we don't understand, you know, the value, like to say, well, instead of buying that Gucci, why don't you invest? I'm going to show you an artist you need to invest in because, you know, I'm pretty good with trends and all, but they can't see that this piece, what's the value of it, how it could be so high. It's just a piece of art. It's just, you know, something signed on a piece of paper. But they don't maybe now realize that, okay, LaShawn builds somewhere to turn, this spiritual concept and art that's still some a little bit more surreal, not as you know, not the standard realism, but has a little surreal abstract to it. And when that edition sold out, I think it was selling for ninety five, maybe. And I actually sold it at an art show. Said I was going to get mine. Said, Well, I'm gonna wait for my commission. By the time commissions came down and everything, and everybody was delivered. The edition was sold out, and it went for triple the value. Wow. And the only way you could get it was if you could get somebody to sell it to you. But LaShawn Bill was hot then. I wanted to give me a limited edition plate because that's all I could get after that. That was that took me two, three years to get that. <laughs> but, you know, they don't understand these, you know, the concept of investing is to get in a Gucci that value, you know, a it doesn't increase in value like a car, you know, it doesn't increase in value from when it leaves the market. How do you strategically, because, you know, they're not taught. So when you got these, you know, cultures of consumerism, you may have to demonstrate. A lot of times I think there are people who really want to recycle, but they really don't understand or can't envision that concept of recycling a dollar of actually recycling, like, okay, I'll support this business and all, but I really don't see how, I don't see that full circle. Because it could be a black business, but they're not actually in my neighborhood or anything. But they don't understand that, you know, if it's a business in your neighborhood, they don't understand by that business being able to stay open and maintain, they're maintaining property. And if you're maintaining your property, it keeps your property values up which impacts everyone in that area. Also, they're employing people, and if the people stay employed, then they can keep their properties up. If you're talking about the larger community where someone may not be necessarily local to you, they may not understand by supporting someone who has the same interests and concerns as you that, you know, if they would fight for the same type of schools 
you know, for the same, you know, programming and um, laws and different things that interest you because you're from the same culture and belief, they support, they put money those ways. So when, if you are seeking from um, um, United Negro College Fund, they these are people who were supporting United Negro College Fund. So when you go to look for scholarships and different things because, you know, your likeness from your community and because you support and help other people survive, they're able to put money back into things that affect and impact you and things that you care about. But um, but this is what's so great about, you know, games and gamifications that you can literally, you know, again, as creative as your mind is, you know, so, you know, you can create, you can make it. You know, if we can, all you got to do is convert into a mathematical formula. <laughs> not, not to mention, a lot of people, you know, they talk about gamification and gaming, but you, you can't overlook the fact that you can also, you know, monetize the games. There's ways to actually do that. Yeah. And um, Jim was just speaking on that last week about, did you, were you speaking about webisodes? Jim, yeah, about well, how so um, was, product placement was, within. Yeah, I was talking uh, uh, about uh, transmedia, different types of uh, uh, media combined together, such as if you're going to sell a, a CD or a DVD as a uh, uh, marketing or, or promotional uh, cue, you might have a custom-designed uh, game in there based around the theme of the song or the words of the song or whatever the hook was. Uh, vice versa. Uh, but weren't you talking about monetization? Um, remember, you spoke about certain product placements within certain. I don't know if they were webisodes or whatnot. In order to, oh, yeah. you, you were asking Dennis's opinion. Yeah, like uh, what he said. This, if you're an independent filmmaker and uh, you need a thousand dollars for a shooting. So you make arrangements with your uh, uh, local uh, uh, grocer or bar or, or uh, a community business dentist uh, supporter that, uh, you know, you'll feature their place in your film, your independent short film. And they get publicity, positive publicity, and they know they're supporting a young filmmaker as a way of startup funding. Uh, you could also do, you know, that on a larger scale, some of the things they're doing with uh, what they call rollover or hotspots. Uh, Jason might be familiar with some of these where they're uh, embedded data in the video. So as while the movie or the series is going on, you mouse over a certain purse or you mouse over a certain car and more detailed information will come up and links to uh, purchase. So those are the opportunity to monetize additional for ongoing revenue. Is that what you were speaking of, Jason? Yes. Um, things of that sort. Um, it's been a while since I actually created a um, online app, uh, Facebook app, but there, there used to be little modules that you could add to your application that monetized them. And it gave you sort of like uh, a way to spend digital cash Inside the game. So yeah. Oh, yeah. 
uh, different reward systems that uh, quote unquote uh, uh, builds up a, uh, a customer loyalty and uh, desire as he has to purchase, like in such as one on one gaming, purchase bigger guns or better tanks, and are to uh, purchase side items to make their character uh, uh, more attractive or more customizable. Uh, exactly. It's about owning. It's about owning the subscriber. So once you get them in the system, then there's a multitude. Uh, I've always said from a sales background, if I can sell you a, a, a toothpaste, I can sell you anything because sales is about relationships. And once you have a relationship with, uh, with a person, then uh, you you close the sale. Okay. Well, I want to take a moment before we close out to give a shout-out to all the people in the chat room. Uh, please take a moment to introduce yourself in the chat room and post your link. And we are about to close out. So, Jason, real quick, give, you know, give how can people contact Unite for Action? Okay. Well, of course, you can always go to the website, uniteforaction.org, directly. Or you can also email me at Jason at UniteFraction.org, and I can get to email that way directly. Okay. So, um, yeah, we are about to, um, again, guess if you'd like to introduce yourself and post any links that you have. And um, we're about to close out. So, um Jim, is there anything you wanted to say? Do we do the standard closeout? Uh, well, first I want to thank my, my brother Jason for coming on the show. He's a prime example of what we're talking about as a startup entrepreneur from the community, about the community, for the community. Uh, you know, this what can be done in this age. We're in an age of change. And uh, we, we've got to come together, collaborate, share and use the best practices to lift ourselves up, not only socially but uh, economically as, as well. So I thank him for coming on, on and we've got to have him back for an update uh, uh, later on. Oh, most definitely. Thank you for having me. Yes, and thank you for being on the Art and Tech team. See, we're just building, and then DC's, you know, we're going to have to connect you with Enid Doggett. She's leading the DC team. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah I think, yeah, so um, I, I'm excited. Um, we also have and, Las and Vegas. Know, you know, we we need to do uh, an official body. welcome to Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we got Bonnie Sutton in uh, uh, DC as well. Yes, yes, yes. And um, Alita. <laughs> yep. Yes, yes. Alita's Virginia girl. She, she don't claim D.C. Well, that's the DMV it. area. That's that's what the, you know, yeah. it's a whole area. Everybody's within the area, not in the, necessarily in the city of D.C. But it's that, that's what they call a DMV. And, um... Mm. And she represents some of our younger people, because I know you're saying all old school, but, you know, we have some younger people. Lita represents, yeah, you know. College. I, That's right. Yeah. And Naima, remember Naima Bassier? She's from yeah. Philly. She she support us. She gave, yeah, gave us our first. You there? I'm, I'm sorry, Jim. What uh, did you say? 
Okay, I'll tell you about it. Oh, yeah, we can reminisce for a minute, but I just want to thank uh, uh, my brother and his uh, executives. There's a lot of exciting things going on, and we'll, we'll welcome you in aboard uh, uh, whatever we can do to support your efforts and vice versa, uh, cross-promotion and marketing each other's organizations. Uh, that's what the uh, Urban Tech Fair is about. So, Tech, you want to close on? Well, I think we'll let Jason close out. Jason, you have 30 seconds and the whole world listening. All right. Well, I'd like to thank everyone for listening in tonight. Uh, it was most appreciated. And if you're interested in joining UFA as a member and or volunteer, look to join us section of uniteforaction.org in the past. Thank you, and have a wonderful evening. All righty. Thank you. And good night. Good night. Good night.